0: Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if, like, my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. As they put
1: rings on Elon.
0: It must be some sort of geometrical
1: algorithm. I don't think you need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom.
2: Maybe. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So, SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, Landing a rocket... On a drone ship is key. Charger, charger, <laughs> charger. How <charger, laughs> am I
0: expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safety. Charger,
2: charger, <laughs> charger. You know, I'm not a good parker yeah. top. I'll be the first to admit it. Just think that this is a car company that is run
0: by Super Geeks. The-
2: all the other cars are gonna be stupid cars compared to this car. To you don't even hey, have to remember Tesla.
0: that. You've got a Model X. I've seen the future and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't
1: call it a screw up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. <laughs> I have an idea. Hey, it's uh, Talk Tesla 101
0: Tom's got an idea. Go. I have an idea. I think at some point all of this Tesla news is just going to become like a oh, Model 3, Model Y, uh, yeah, the Supercharger, blah, blah, blah. So I thought maybe what we need to do is once once everybody gets kind of bored of it, I've I've been workshopping a few new names for the show. I can't wait to hear this. So we have like, uh you know, at some point Chat and Chevy. Right, we'll just be chatting about Chevys, and then what the hell are you talking about? We could do, frankly, Ford, and we'll just talk about Fords EVs. No, it's not working for you. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gl- I like that you're thinking. It's always good to be thinking. Nicely, Nissan. We could just keep
1: also, it
2: Audis? talking. Oh, we, oh that's, that's just
0: mean. Upsetting. You could just we could just keep it like talking Toyota.
2: Talking Toyota, that would be really <laughs> so interesting Tom, I think you need to workshop that more um. uh, Look, hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls His name
0: is Tom, my name is Mel Robert is not here Robert went to the Eclipse And he's not back yet He's not returning I wonder if he, he got lost, lost. <laughs> It's only 2 minutes and 40 seconds I know what happened I what, know what happened They what put happened? him somewhere in the middle of a field Yeah He put on his very high-tech Eclipse glasses Yes and he just can't see anything Got right now. He's just, he's just in the dark take in the Take them middle off, of Robert. Take them off. If you can hear us, Robert, the eclipse has ended. You can take the glasses off. Although, don't look at the sun and take the glasses off. Just, just take Who the glasses off. Who would be on.
2: stupid enough to look at the sun after all of the media attention on not looking at the sun? Who would be that stupid?
0: Let me ask you, at any point during your eclipse viewing, did you have your glasses on and kind of just... Take them off a little bit before you put your head away. Or are you just a smart enough human being that that didn't happen? The only time that happened
2: was when I was trying to capture the eclipse through the glasses, through my iPhone lens, and I
0: caught a bit of it in the corner of mind. I went, oh, that hurt. Two times for me. Twice, buddy. Wow. And both times I was like, oh, that hurt. At some point, somebody was going to potentially subscribe me something for the keratinol pain. Keratinol? <laughs> there was uh,
2: reports that Californians were putting sunscreen on their eyeballs and looking directly at the sun. Do you believe we're this? We're not
0: that smart. <laughs> we're not as smart people. we do a lot of good things here in California, and we're trying to lead by example – don't do that, people That is not a good idea Tom, I want to give you 30 seconds Okay
2: You were in totality I was You totally were in totality totally. Please tell me
0: What was it like? Is it worth putting in the bucket list? Uh, there is no possible way That if you have the means And availability That you should not attempt To see totality Because it is Completely And when I mean completely I mean it's All of it. totally 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 different 99.9% of eclipsing is not totality because 999 you can't look at the sun, totality. So you're there, I'm in the middle of the field, I'm about a mile south of Smith Rock in Oregon, a very famous climbing location. I got my glasses on and I'm looking up and I see just the final little sliver and boom, it goes away and you're dead black in your glasses and then you can take them off. And then you look around and it's just amazing. It's just this big black disc you can stare at with the white, glowy fingers around it. And that time leading up to it is amazing. Like, if you're really hard and feeling the senses around you, you feel it get much colder. We mm. needed to get a jacket out. It got like 30 degrees colder and all of the birds and, and bugs stopped making noise. They're like, what the hell's going on? Right. And then visually, as a person of photography background it's like sunset but with the sun really high in the sky right so there's not those long sunset shadows the one thing that we didn't see because we weren't near a tree that facilitated this we didn't see those shadows on the ground those shimmering shadows yeah Wow, but so amazing. worth it Dude, I, was thinking,
2: I was thinking, you know, I was going to go up there And then I'm like, oh, the traffic and stuff And I really wanted to go with my son And he's like, no, I really, I'm going to stay in school, Dad yeah. And uh, I thought, well, it's okay Because we're going to be 70% eclipsed here So that'll be 70% as good And it turns out it's not It was no. great, and I had fun I was there with the family And we looked at the eclipse And we took him out of school No, we didn't, yes, we did And uh, it was good Yeah But it was not totality
0: No, it's not the same So I'm going to Chile 2019 You are, July for 2nd, sure Doing it Interesting
2: Nothing to stop me now Nothing? Nothing
0: Not your fear of chili ink. I like chili It's tasty Good Yeah, it's amazing Totality I'm super excited I hope that maybe somebody in this room will take another person in this room to Chile with them <laughs> That would be pretty awesome Are you awesome. going to
2: become a, an eclipse chaser? Because I, I can... have a colleague that has become a full-on eclipse chaser They like they did one and now they've done six Because they just like, i got to see this again i got to see it again
0: I could totally see that happening There's an amazing TED Talk there's a bunch of amazing TED Talks on the Eclipse, but there's one really good one where the guy talks about emotionally what it meant to him to see his first one. And now he's also become an Umbrafil Umbrafeel. Hey, we can't talk about the Eclipse the whole time. We can't? Are you sure? Now, I only saw three Teslas during my road trip to Eclipse. But I will tell you this, the day before we had the gasoline panic in Bend, which was mostly local Bend folks freaking out about the fact that there wouldn't be any gas. That only lasted a short amount of time, so not a big deal. Good. And I hardly saw any Teslas, but I could imagine how much of a nightmare. On the way back, I left Bend on Eclipse Day and was in a line of 100 miles of cars on the ninety-seven towards crater lake and now i wasn't in a tesla and i was driving so i couldn't look and see what supercharger status was on that day but i could imagine that being a huge nightmare
2: uh ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of talking tesla nation if you went to the eclipse and uh, were in your tesla let us know i assumed it was going to be a complete disaster that's why i didn't one of the reasons I didn't drive my Tesla up there. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I could do that. But I guess if you do it, you just got to plan on, I oh, don't leave the first day. Wait, yeah. a, wait a day or two.
0: I think even has you know, to a day, but you would have had to have gone up a couple of days before and probably meandered and then a couple of days after. And obviously you would have want the max range situation. But worth going to, Herbert. You're going to – it's going to change the way you perceive the earth.
2: I perceive it as quite flat.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. So it's for sure going to change the that. way that you perceive. The
2: yeah. This is a little bit of out of order, but uh, you know,
0: there's a thing called the Model Three. What? Yeah. Is that a is that a new version of the S? Uh,
2: not really, Tom. It's very difficult to understand. It's not the fourth or fifth generation. It's uh, it's not as good, but it's great. Okay, Um, And are there many produced? Well, we saw 30 get delivered But I'm trying to find on the interwebs Is there any reports about how many have actually come off the line Since then
0: Since then And I
2: can't find anything
0: Very hush-hush over there in Fremont
2: What does that mean? Does that mean they're not coming off the line? Now, there's been more and more spotted in the wild And I believe I saw one person saying That they thought they saw a 620-something registration model I'm just saying, where are they, Tom? What's so going on? what
0: could have happened, and maybe this is a normal part of automobile production. Remember, we talked about alpha and beta versions at one point, and then there was the production version. And so that night of delivery, Elon delivered 30, but they had made, I think he said 40 or 50, and they had an extra couple of dozen yes. for testing. So maybe they kind of just stopped it. I doubt it, but maybe they just kind of stop production See a little bit. we need bit,
2: to tweak and then get back and change it. them around him? a little
0: bit for Billy Moore. But that would be weird because he got all those people on the line. Like, what are they doing? Or maybe they felt like they could reprogram the robots. There have been some stories about him believing they can get production speeds up to a meter a second.
2: That's what they hope. But then you have uh, analysts uh, saying there is no way in heck – that they are going to get to 5,000 cars by the end of the year. 5,000 cars a week by the end of the year.
0: So we'll see. You know, if anybody believes an analyst, it would be foolish. And on that note, we're going to do a weekly new thing until the Model 3s are in one of our paws. Or maybe even after it's in one of our paws. What are we going to do? What is our Model 3 delivery estimator? Have you looked lately? Yep. Uh, every day. So I went on mine and it says cuz I got two, you
2: know, I've got two uh, uh reservations. Two reservations. Mm-hmm. And it says if I get the fully jacked up one, yeah. I get it between October and December. Yeah. And if I don't get it fully jacked up, February to March.
0: So here's something interesting. So mine also says October to December 2017 fully jacked up. Robert who waited in line at the store? We ridiculed widely for that, right? That uh, very yes, thing, we, right? Yes. We laughed and we said, laughed. oh, you we got up early and such like that. We bullied. His first production date is November 2017 to January 2018. So his three month window is actually after hours.
2: I don't understand that unless that was not a fully jacked up one. And uh, Robert is not here to answer for himself. But what he do you was have stood to in line. That, he's, had, he's had two Teslas. Surely yeah. he's at least where we
0: are. Yeah, but he's not because when he logs into my Tesla and he, hits, well, why is
2: he logging into yours?
0: No, he, it's called my Tesla. It's not that makes sense actually. That's so a terribly named kind of situation, right? It's my Tesla, but when you talk about it, you have to talk about it as when you log into your Tesla. But then people are confused because they go to the website and they look for your Tesla and they don't find it, and it's
2: oh, so confusing. Hey, but what about if I don't want to wait? Can I get a secondhand Tesla, say a Model S, in maybe a red? Would I be able to get that?
0: You can get a lot of different Model S's. And again, in my overall obsession for looking at cars, I found a red 75D that really fit the bill. It had... Right now, on the used inventory site, and I won't call it the CPO site, even though I really would like to, because it seems more Star Warsian. Yes. To call it the CPO site.
2: If you go to it three times, it does. keep yeah, go on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a fully loaded red 75D with the autopilot and the sunroof and the whole thing. It's like $76,000. So if somebody out there is like walking down the street right now, and they look down and they see $25,000, and they're... They say, you know, it would be cool. I should send this to Tom. And then he could take that $25,000 and then put it to the money for the Model 3. And then I could just drive a fully loaded and articulated Model S right now.
2: If the Model S and the Model 3 were Uh the same
0: price, which
2: one would you buy? I'd buy a Model
0: S for sure. Why? Because they're the same price and the Model S has that big hatchback. You like the big hatchback. And I've never driven a Model 3, so I don't know. And plus, I can get a dual-drive Model S right now, which I can't with a Model 3.
2: You found a signature Model S. Let's talk about that one. I
0: did. So right now on the used inventory site is a 2012 Tesla. And I noticed it stuck out to me because it was a different color red. And it's 85 kilowatt hours, 265 miles of range. It's got 46,200 miles on it. And its serial number is 659. So that is... That is one of
2: the originals, baby. A, a
0: signature red, very, very early. I remember we did a story that Elon was like magically signing some of them, and so who knows? Maybe this one's one of the signed ones. It's located in San Francisco, and it's forty-eight thousand three hundred dollars. So forty-eight grand for a signature for a red, sigo, sigo, sigo. So it has it has everything that you could get at that time, which is not autopilot, which is not even mm. Gen One autopilotas.
2: Does it have a the gassy-gassy up-and-down? Uh,
0: the smart air suspension? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the gassy-gassy I up don't and know downs. the answer to that question, but let me look real quick and I'll let you know.
1: <sighs> While you do that, let's play a joke by Robert, shall we? All right, boys. I got a joke for you. You ready? Why should you always walk a mile in someone's shoes before you criticize them? Because then you'll be a mile away and you'll have their shoes. That's a great joke, so funny
0: He wanted to start the show with some sort of Tesla joke, so there it is
2: Robert wanted to feel involved, so he sent us some voicemails, even though his internet uh, connection is terrible Hey, while we're here, let's talk about the stock price Hey Google, what's Tesla stock price?
0: The price for Tesla shares on NASDAQ is $344.30 as of 11.28 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time today, down 1.08% from last Friday. Bummer, It's
2: down a bit, isn't it? From its peak of 189, it's down in the 340s.
0: And when me and you sit around and we hear Google Home say it's down 1%, we're like, oh, 1%, that's a bummer. That's like $30. And when Elon hears that, that's like $300 million. (laughs) Some some gigantic amount of money. It's hard to feel
2: sorry for him though, really.
0: So, the 2012 SIG has all-glass panoramic roof, 19-inch wheels, lacewood decor. Oh, hello. Lacewood, hello. Free Super Charging. It's the Super. It's better than Super. Yeah, it's better. It has twin chargers, which I think maybe it's the Olsen twins. I have no idea what that even means. And then it does have active air suspension and has sound studio package and the tech package. So, it has two nice packages.
2: Wow. Everybody likes... packages. (laughs) packages. <laughs> hey, the Tesla Semi, this is from Teslarati, we love those guys. Gene notes that there's a story from Reuters that said, Scott Perry, the chief procurement officer of Ryder, which here in Los Estados Unidos, is a big truck rental place. And they actually met with Tesla officials to look and talk about this semi-trailer, because obviously uh, Tesla is thinking, you know, your Riders, uh, your Amazons, those kind of people, maybe they need some electrification.
0: Your United Parcel Service, your United Postal Service... All of these, so
2: your FedExes? All of them. They said that the uh, semi that they got shown, and we don't know in what detail they were shown, said semi-trailer, is a stated range of around two to 300 miles, which makes it great for your shorter hauls around sort of the cities where you're dropping packages and stuff off.
0: Right. and that, But that's important because if you think about mm, Los Angeles and its pollution— Oh, right? I do. And you do a lot— and you think about it having the busiest port on the West Coast. The uh, the Long Beach port. Right, Long Beach busy. and San Pedro, right, to, uh, like a combined super port over there. A lot of cargo trucks go to that two to 300-mile range, right, because they're going from the port. They're going out to the distribution centers that are in our deserts, and they're doing that all day long, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then there could be another set of trucks that can do the next two or 300 miles to the next set of distribution centers on the outskirts of the Bay Area, for instance, right? And that is, you know, what we're talking about when we're talking about these distribution centers that are like two and 300 miles.
2: And uh, we are having a Tesla Semi event. I believe it is September 28th. Can we please
0: go? Um, almost certainly not, Tom. But I would like to go and see it. I hope it's local, eh? I doubt it. it'll be at the factory. We're not going to go you th- anywhere. You think it'll be at Giga. In, think it, in Nevada well.
2: Oh it could be at the Giga too Yeah I don't know where they're going to do this But we don't know if there's going to be a long haul version That looks like there's going to be at least a short haul version The long haul versions of the sort of diesel versions Go about a thousand miles is my understanding Yeah, they When have
0: you fill those puppies up Two giant barrels of gasoline on the side of them Basically
2: planet destroying uh, But it is a big deal Like if you needed to go a thousand miles We've talked about it before You're going to have to have a battery the size of a small planet Now it could be great you just put that under the skid And there's plenty of room under a semi-trailer then you've got to charge it up. So we'll see, you know. It's mm-hmm. going to congest the supercharger network, I believe. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, the wife uh, was uh, up at the Oxenard, just as an aside. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, oh, I better go charge up. I've been driving around a lot. Got to go home. So uh-huh. she went to charge up, and she goes, well, let me show you a picture. mm mm-hmm. Shows me a picture. 16-stall supercharger, mate.
0: Hello. So is this a new one
2: in addition to the
0: old one? added eight to
2: the eight that were already there, and if my math is correct, that equals
0: 16. Eight plus eight. Yes, Mel, you've nailed that math. Very nicely done. We're Thank impressed. You. Midday Sunday, all the stalls were full bar one. yeah Well, I mean, that's not all of them. It's enough, right? <laughs> so it was just enough capacity, as it were, Whoa, like which m- is what
2: you want. Two months ago, that would have been eight people in line
0: waiting. That's, a, that's an excellent point. And also, that parking lot isn't really conducive to another, say, 16 of them. That's a very busy parking lot. There are some lovely places to visit while you're at the supercharger. She did go though. to the
2: container store. Ooh. And uh, if you're like stationary, there's this fetish that some of us have. Quite a p- significant percent of the population has this fetish. It is the stationary store with the pens and the organizational stuff. She's <laughs> like, this place is the best, just as an aside. Okay. So that supercharging wasn't free.
0: No. Because no. she bought some containers.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, Thomas. Uh, yes, do sir. you know there's this thing called oh, electric? What? And somebody um, found this thing. So, you know, months ago we talked about how Tesla wants to do its own streaming service. And we're like, why the hell would they want to do that? Was this months ago? Months ago. This goes so fast. And we were like, why would you do that? Just do a deal with Spotify and just, like, get that working. Because the streaming audio in the Tesla has been criticized because it's not that good. A lot of the time, Talking Tesla doesn't even come up on the podcast section properly.
0: It's true. And, and it, sometimes it doesn't load properly, it doesn't which makes not even matter. It gets
2: me crazy doesn't load. And it's not just ours, because I try and pull up other podcasts and they don't load. Why would you do that? And then you can't just sort of plug in your USB disk with all your MP3s and such. It doesn't work. No, you can't do that. So uh, there's all of these problems, and yet somebody just found some hacker, got into uh, the Tesla, and found that there is this little button Mm -hmm. In the coding, not on the front-facing UI But in the coding Mm -hmm. That's for sort of T-Tunes
0: T-Tunes, like it's a play on iTunes But it's Tesla Tesla Tunes tunes,
2: Right, Mm -hmm. now Elon did come out later and say uh, that's just sort of an internal funny joke that we have.
0: Also, uh, the subtext of that was, please stop uh, releasing private information that you find hidden deep, deep, deep in our code. What does that mean? It's a joke. So he goes to his engineers who are super busy trying to make autonomy work, trying to fix the UI, trying to fix the UX, trying to do all kinds of things. He's like, you know, it would be funny if you hit a line of code for a thing we're calling T It has a cool name that makes a whole lot of sense. Some marketing people worked on it. So let's just – it'll be a joke. It's funny, hilarious. Let's just throw it in there, see if a hacker can find it.
2: I don't think that's how it went down, to I think (laughs) what they're doing is playing with different user interfaces. Uh And it turns out that they've tried this with Spotify as well. And they don't release it.
0: They're just sort of playing with the code. But that's not true because the Spotify is active in Europe.
2: Oh, it is in Europe. That's how it works. So anyway, uh, the point is – I don't know why they would bother having mm-hmm. their own service to do deals with all these people. What could they offer that other people like the Spotify, like the Pandoras, like the, all the other people's couldn't offer?
0: They could offer like Elon could be in his office, right? And he could be listening to T-Tunes and whoever. There's a guy, like a like a tall six-foot European guy. Named Sven. Playing music in the corner, right? He's the actual, like, a live DJ situation. And every once in a while, Elon will be like, well, that was a really good song, Sven. Thanks a lot. And then they just have, like, a back-and-forth Situation, Elon Radio? Where, Elon, go, oh, where Elon's work. like, so the next song is by Imagine Dragons, and uh, this is a <laughs> band I really love. <laughs> no? It's a lot
2: of expense <laughs>
0: to create Elon uh, Radio. Because there's a little button. I don't know. Do you ever listen to H.E.R.D., which is what it's called currently right now? No. If you click on Heard, which is the Tesla playlist. Yes. There is, under the play button, so there's the play button, the back button, and the forward button next yes. to the up thumb and the down thumb. Got it. And there's a button that says DJ. Okay. And I noticed it, because I get to drive the car once a week, so I only <laughs> notice things very sparingly. And I push the DJ button, and what it says is DJ Commentary On. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And I drove around, and I'm listening to the tunes, and it's a pretty good playlist, although some classic rock stuff that I was... I was kind of surprised by it was popping in there And no commentary ever, none But but it exists and it's part of this Electric article They talk about this DJ commentary But I heard no DJ at any one time But I would have loved to have heard Hey, this is April Wine This is Elon Musk and the next song is April Wine Or something that. I actually crazy. think
2: they nailed it because in my opinion The best mm-hmm. DJ commentary is when they shut the hell up <laughs>
0: That's so true. maybe they've taken it to the, yeah. that level. Like DJ commentary. No, but why put the button there? That's what I want to know. I want to I was expecting sort of a mystery science theater 2000 is it 3000 2000 some thousands It's a few thousands. It's a thousand thing.
2: Uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we got another article here from Tesla Rati. We
0: Absolutely love those guys.
2: Love those guys. They're prolific. And the uh, Washington Journal, is that what it is? The Wall Street Journal? I Wall believe that's what that means. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Wall Street Journal analyst has put a target price of 411. I don't know why I put in these stupid stories. <sighs> Who cares what analysts say? They're wrong. Most of the
0: time. Because it's it's important because, again, you want people to continue to invest. And as we get more and more into the show, you're going to understand, okay, even the article that we just talked about, we kind of glanced over, right, the Tesla semi thing. It's We big. talked about it. That has the potential to be massive because if you're talking about what we said, the UPS, the FedEx, the United States Postal Service – Amazon, OnTrack, all of these delivery companies needing to buy their trucks, the only thing they care about, the only thing they care about is, does the truck do what I need it to do? Yes. And is it cheaper? Right. And, and
2: electrification will be cheaper in the long run, particularly for these massive number of miles well, that they
0: You're talking about all the money they spend on maintenance, right? So yes. if, if a company like UPS buys new vehicles, they're buying 8000 Yes. Right. So that is eight thousand by them. The postal service could buy a hundred thousand of those little electrical white vans if they're still in service. Overnight. Right? Like so this could be massive. And what would Tesla need to do that is they'd need gigantic factories. And to get gigantic factories, they need a lot of cash. To go through capex, which we discuss all we, the time, we call as it well. cash burn. <laughs> we call it cash burn on and this get sh- in trouble on this show. So again, that's why this analyst stuff is important. So, so he
2: says outside of the Tesla Semi trailer mm-hmm. that they think that the total addressable Model Three market has been significantly underestimated. I think he's right, and Tesla therefore remains one of our top picks for two thousand and seventeen. Yes. Now, this is interesting that he says that this is significantly underestimated because I've said for a while that I think if you could buy a Model 3 now and they were just flying off the line and they were easily available, Mm -hmm. I think that you could sell two or three million of these a year. Tesla said we think we can do like seven hundred thousand, but then I just read a little note. Mm-hmm. Did you know that if you add up all the Audi A threes, the BMW three series, the mm-hmm. Mercedes C series, which is a kind of round where the Model Three is coming in at, mm-hmm. in the Los Estados Unidos, they only sold about five to six hundred thousand of those combined last year.
0: Yeah, because they're expensive, and I think a lot of people don't look. But if you also add in things like the $35,000 high-end Maximas. Well, once you go down there, then you start to explode into the millions. So that is the
2: question. Is it Mm going to compete with the BMW 3 Series, the 5 Series, and the Mercedes C Series, the Lexi in that area? Or is it going to compete with the Camrys and the
0: Accords? I think in the long run it's going to compete with both because, again, you're going to pay a little bit. Less, probably, or in the same ballpark as the premiums, right, for a base model, Model 3, right? right. And you might pay a little bit more initially than you would for, like, the high-end Nissan-Toyota version, right? Yes. And so Tesla is sort of striding that line right in the middle which means they can address both markets the people who are like wow this is an amazing it's a it's a free car not a free car it's it's a, do it's, very a, well. it's a it's a car that has much more inexpensive maintenance fuel costs are much lower and so I can get into it and I could potentially put it on the Tesla network, which we're going to talk about in a little while. But the other thing that is kind of missing from a lot of people's thought process is no one up until the reveal, the delivery event – no one really had driven one. No yes. one had really test drove one. Thank you. And a half a million people at one time or another, some of them have canceled at this point, put down $1,000. A half a million people, sight unseen, car doesn't exist, I've never driven it, are like, here is 1000 of the dollars that I earned. So that leads me to believe if you could go and test drive one and walk off the Lot That's air quotes I'm doing When I say lot I had to have air quotes up You can walk off the lot with them You're going to sell You would sell Majillions of them And majillions is a big It's a big number It's a big number Yeah, if
2: uh, Average Joe and Joette Have the same experience As the First people that have done the reviews They will sell Gazillions Because All of these reviews that I've read so far People are saying This feels and drives better if it is possible, better than the Model S, which is amazing. Right. And
0: if you really think about it... And I have. If 500,000 people are willing to put a 1,000, let's say that's 15% of the people who would have put that same 1,000 down had they been able to test drive it. That's a huge number of potential. Like, you could be talking about, there could be 5 million people right now ready to buy a Tesla.
2: I am with you, Thomas. I believe that this will take off, although I think it'll do really well. They won't be able to keep up, so there's going to be these long delays until they build Factory 4, 5, and 6, but it's, we'll get to it in a minute, but we'll talk about Model Y. Why? Let's talk about the Model 3 battery pack. This is from Electric. Now, I just want to remind you that the Model 3 is going to use the 2170 cell, and the 2170 is 21 millimeters wide, and try and guess... 70mm long compared (sighs) with the current SNX which are using the 18650 which has a cell which is 18mm wide and how long? This is Uh, a trick question. Wait, wait, wait.
0: 18650? 50, 65 millimeters long. Why didn't you say 650? Because uh, that I would make know. sense.
2: I don't know. So it's, the new cell is a little bit bigger. We've talked about it many times. This larger size apparently allows them to get high volumetric energy density. Big word, volumetric. volumetric density. So mm-hmm. uh, this is sort of optimizing the amount of energies that you can get in. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, just for fun. The 50-kilowatt-hour battery pack in the three has 2,976 cells and uh, 31 cells per brick, four separate modules that have 23 to 25 bricks each. So they take these cells and they put them together. In brick form. And then they add the
0: bricks Uh and then they make a cell and then they shove it into a battery pack. It's like a brick wall, which then they can turn into a brick house. Brick house. Because he's a
2: brick House And unlike the S and the X, these are not easily swappable Remember back in the day when Elon said, we're going to do these swap stations And you and I went for a little drivey drive Oh, we did And we called the little swap center and said, hey, we'd like to swap And they are like, that's not going to happen
0: You (laughs) You should have called a week ago
2: You should have told us like five years ago And then you've (laughs) got to come back to exactly this swap station And it's going to cost you 50 bucks And then everybody's like I'm not doing that. (laughs) And I can go over to the supercharger over there for free and just go have a nice uh, steak.
0: Club sandwich, Harris Ranch.
2: That failed, and it looks like uh, they're continuing to fail because this Model 3 Mm -hmm. is bolted onto the bottom. It can't, it's not easily swappable, it's we've learnt. bottom-bolted. And there, there is only one charge port, and we were thinking for a while that, that there was actually going to be a charge port at the bottom of this skate, mm-hmm. so that you could sort of drive over the top of things and have uh, electronic yeah. things grab it and uh, charge you up. So, at least in the current battery pack versions, it's not there. So, uh A few things that are missing, like hot swappability. Yeah. A few things that are missing, like a little charging port underneath. Yeah. But we have better energy density. We like this thing. And there's a whole bunch of connectors for heating and cooling system, which is where the genius of the Tesla battery lies. It's It's the genius. It's the magic that is the... Stuff that goes around the battery It's not just the right. the cells themselves It's how you cool it and stuff And that's why there's probably going to be Close to zero degradation in this battery
0: Zero Now do you feel like battery swapping If they ever do kind of get it figured out Worked out That it could be A. It's a way to reduce the sort of pressure On supercharging in a charging network It's an addition to a charging network For people who really demand that That quick move for the long Halls, Because people talk about that, you know, I want 300 miles range and I want to be able to refill in two minutes. Battery swapping is the answer to that specific thing as we stand here right now. So do you feel like that could continue to be a feature that differentiates the S's and the X's, the high-end Tesla models? No, maybe? I believe that it is dead. You think it's We've over. done the
2: experiment okay.
0: and people have said,
2: no, I'm prepared to wait 30 minutes and get some, my charge. The question is whether the Tesla Semi under... Uh-huh. Maybe in those circumstances, uh, I've got my truck, I'll drive it 300 miles, I need to drive another 300 miles, time is money, time is money, boom. A swappable battery might, in those circumstances, make more sense. But you and I, Average Joe, driving our Teslas around, we're like, I'm not paying 50 bucks for you to swap it
0: really fast. I'm going to the supercharger network. Thank you very much. Thanks for Turns callin- out we're cheap. Thanks for calling me Average Joe. I always go through life thinking I'm sort of more like Below Average Joe. Oh,
2: you are spectacularly average, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Spectacularly average. That was a good average. day for me. And let's talk about Model 3 depreciation also from... Ah,
0: It's another one of those magical things. Like, let's talk about depreciation on a vehicle that no one's bought yet. So Autolist
2: is apparently uh, this place that does depreciation. And yeah, Tom, I was thinking the same thing. They've said magically, and now everybody's reporting on it, that the Model 3 depreciation is going to be... Really good, i.e. it's not going to depreciate much So after 50,000 miles, they expect Mm -hmm. the car to retain 71% of its value Okay 50% of its value at 100,000 miles And they say this is going to be better than the BMW 3 Series The Mercedes C Series The Audi A4 I ask you, you ask me How do they know?
0: Well, they don't but they're using uh, mathematical probabilities, right? How they did this particular thing is they're taking what the Model S does and they're extrapolating it. I think actually initially for the first year or so, it's going to be actually be even higher. I think you're right because
2: people are going to want to get in. Some people are going to flip this right. And you're going to be able to sell your Model 3. Yeah. After it's done, ten thousand miles for the same price you bought it for.
0: Me. Right. So imagine, yeah, you're. Let's imagine you're you. You have two reservations. I'm imagining it right now. You're it's quite you're, lovely. You've got your first reservation car as the first production vehicle, and one year later, you've decided, oh, you know what? I'd like to get the all-wheel drive. There are still going to be people, a lot of people, millions of people potentially, yes, who are now. Well, I could get on the list put my thousand dollars down and maybe get my car by 2020 because that's (laughs) the date we use on this show at this point or I could go to the CPO market and if you're a guy who's selling a used vehicle supply v demand my guess is you're going to have very little depreciation and you might even be able to get full price which means it's a net Benefit depreciation. If you took advantage of the tax refundo
2: situation, and that's yeah. part of the reason why I've decided, Tom, because I know you care every week, why I've decided to get. A oh, Model you're 3. so
0: worst. It's two weeks in a row. Two weeks you're in a row. Get. I'm a get. Nice.
2: Uh, another part of the reason for get is that my son and I went up. The top of Winecker is a big hill behind my house uh-huh. And he's a runner So he ran up it, yeah. I walked up it And mm-hmm. then he went up it and down four or five more times yeah. Very fit young lad mm-hmm. Almost died when I went to the top But yeah. I'm up there and then we're up the top And we look down on the beautiful San Fernando Valley uh-huh. Beautiful valley Yeah. Um, but there's this layer of pollution it's, Over the top It's a dust And he's like, that's disgusting Yeah, That's got to stop And I'm like, you're right We've got to get you a car when you go off, Uh and it can't be a gas car.
0: It's 10 times better than it was when I was a kid running around those hills. That is true.
2: So uh, I think we're going to do this. And now, Tom, in this same article, they asked people who are sort of thinking about buying cars. Mm -hmm. They asked 14,000 of them.
0: Oh, that's a lot of them.
2: If you were considering an EV, mm-hmm. what are your biggest concerns? Yeah. And what do you think the single biggest concern for somebody considering buying an EV over a gas car was? Are you one of these people?
0: Yes. Uh, it's going to be range uh, all day long then.
2: Thank you very much. So the single biggest concern people had was range. What do you think their second biggest concern for these people considering a new car Thinking about maybe I'll get an
0: EV. Well, if it was me and I knew you and it was you that we're talking about, then for sure it's charging stations, but I guess that's third.
2: It is third, and I don't know how you could possibly know that reading the notes. <laughs> so cost was their second concern.
0: Uh-huh. Lack of
2: charging stations the third, mm-hmm. and charging time the fourth. So none of this is actually Very uh, New to us No it's all Pretty straightforward So people worry First of all How far can I drive this car It's the first question That everybody Mm -hmm. asks me When I'm out there Driving around And people are like Wow that's a really nice car It's fully electric How far does it go First Mm -hmm. question there's... And do you say
0: I don't know How fast do you drive
2: <laughs> Exactly And then Actually the next thing They usually ask me Is not the cost Because that's a rude question It's uh, How quickly
0: does it charge up Plus they all know They can't afford it already Yeah Not uh, that they can't afford it But like they know They know it's an expensive car it's an expensive car, it car. Like nobody out there In my opinion Is unbeknownst Unbeknownst, Unbeknownst, that the Tesla is expensive.
2: So they all know it's expensive. So they asked me, how far does it go? How far does it charge? Mm -hmm. uh, How
0: long does it take to
2: charge? How long does it take to charge? And then you have to get into the world where are you talking about? If you're at home and you're uh, Mm -hmm. charging overnight and it's fine and you never have to use it. And if you go on big long trips, then you plug it into the supercharger network. Now, let me say this about the supercharger network. Please. Tesla says on its website 30 minutes you can get 170 miles. That means that you've got to get about a hundred kilowatts flying into that thing to get that yeah. six miles of range
0: per minute. Perfect conditions, that's what they
2: say. Thank you. Perfect conditions. Because the wife was at the oxnard with the 15 out of the 16 slots taken,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and she was getting 58 kilowatts.
0: Which gave her three miles 90? of
2: range per minute.
0: Three per minute. But that's 180 an hour.
2: Yeah, but in half an hour. That's not 170 miles, which is what they say. So, That's again, this 170 is on the current supercharger network under the best of circumstances. Yep. Now, we've heard about supercharger version 3, which is where they start hooking up the battery packs and the solar panels. And I believe that I don't think you're going to see much faster speeds than what we theoretically have right now. I just think we'll get closer to the theoretical fastest most of the time. That's but my theory. what's going
0: to be really cool is when they come out with the super-duper charger network.
2: Super-duper charging any time now. So we've heard a lot about this from Strobel and uh, the Elon, that they've sort of maximized right now the yeah. cost mm-hmm. to the charge rate. And my beef has been, although they say they can do 120, 135 kilowatts of charge, nobody in the history of the world has ever done that yet.
0: We haven't seen it. It's theoretical. theoretical.
2: So I believe that the version 3.0 supercharger network situation will basically just bring us closest to what we think we could get right now. It's not going to be a magic 800 trillion Porsche Vaporware kind of uh, volts going into your car.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. The other thing to, to keep in mind is, again, all of the people who are driving S's and X's, or a majority of the people driving the S's and X's right now, are kind of fan people. They're willing to sort of take it on the chin a little bit. If I buy a Model 3 and somebody's telling me I can get 170 miles per half hour and I pull up to a supercharger and I'm paying? And you're paying. And I'm paying and I'm not getting the speeds that I want? This is what's happening – do, 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 do. Br- that's the only phone sound I can actually do. Right. Hello, I'm, I'm,
2: Tesla Supercharger Network, lady <laughs> here.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm uh, in my Model Three. I'm in yeah. I'm in Egypt, uh, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. Bum F, Egypt. I think is is where I'm at right now. And I plug my car, and there's no other cars here. Yeah, uh, and I'm getting like 80 miles and a half an hour. And yeah. I was promised 170. I spent an extra nine thousand dollars on the big battery. So I get the faster charging. Yeah. So what's the situation?
2: Uh, the situation is we tend to overpromise a little bit here at Tesla. And um, sorry. Oh,
0: hello? Did you hang up? On, oh, let's see. That kind of stuff can't happen with the Model 3 because if people paying, will chat about it.
2: as soon. As, I agree with you. As soon as you are paying for your supercharging, if Tesla keeps saying, and they're still good on their website, how fast? But they should put in big, bold letters. This is a theoretical maximum. You could get 170 miles in 30 minutes under the best of circumstances.
0: But I don't think they put that in big bold letters. Do they put that in little bold letters? They don't put it in any bold letters, I don't believe, anywhere on the bold lettering situation.
2: So that, I agree, there is a psychological change. Well, if you're getting it for free, you're like, oh, well, let's get it for free. It's not going that fast. But if you're paying good cash, half the price of gas, but still good cash... You're going to be like,
0: "Uh, where's my speed? And there's going to be people out there who are mad that we're complaining about something that isn't happening. But again, we're just trying to point out that if they're saying you can do this, they need to try to get closer to delivering it.
2: So, uh, yes, we have been criticized for being critical. We're not going to stop being critical. So this is the kind of stuff that you can extrapolate forward. Be very careful
0: about how you do your
2: marketing and the things you say, because if you don't deliver, you get spanky spanked.
0: Right. And we're not, I don't necessarily always look at it as being critical. I look at it as being analytical. (gasps) I like that. Nobody wants to be critical.
2: They want to be analytical. Model Y, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is from EV Annex. We expect the Model Y in about late 2019. Why are we talking about this? Because I like the Model Y and I wanted a Model Y. Why? Because it's called the Y. But why? I don't know. That's the way they named it. Why? I don't, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> why did they do that? <laughs> so we expected in late 2019. I wonder after the earnings call we talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Whether we might see a little bit earlier now that Elon has had uh, sort of his moment where Strobel and the guy said, no, we need to build this on the Model 3 skid Because starting a whole new architecture would be very bad And he's like, it was a bit of silly on my part So we'll build it on the Model 3 skid
0: Yeah, but when you say well, we ex- see it faster because of that But when you say expected in late 2019 Does that mean expect a big announcement in late 2019? Or expect them to be rolling off? To expect them to be delivered? Again, there are people right now if you put $1,000 on a regular Model 3 today, chances are your delivery estimator is going to say something about 2019 already. It is hard to see, given that statement that is quite true. <laughs> How the hell are they going to get
2: this out? They yeah. might, it might be at the end of 2019 if everything goes well, but this is the car I want. This is the car that sells $5 million a year. It's, this it's another
0: car that sells five million a year for sure. If it does,
2: if the three does five million and this does five million, we're almost catching up to all the cars sold in the United States.
0: That's ten million.
2: When uh, they sell about seventeen million a year here in the uh, United
0: States a year, yeah, So it's a, so a three hundred million car fleet, and it turns over about every twenty five years.
2: I'm just saying, I want a model. Why? Why? Because it's an SUV. Okay. Sits up a little better. It does. And uh, it won't have falcon wing doors as far as we're aware.
0: It's a crossover. People love the crossover. Yes, yeah, so it makes have, me cross. You know, like a crossover with all-wheel drive, a little extra room, possibly the return of the hatchbackage. Oh. Everybody loves a good hatchback, Mel. Everybody.
2: Everybody. I'm going to miss the hatchback on the S when I give it up for a Model 3. But
0: you're not giving up anything. You're not. We both why why do you continue to circularly go down this path of like i'm going to walk away from my beautiful model S I and drive walk- a model 3 i will walk away from my
2: model S when the y comes out oh
0: my goodness so you've gone from i'm not buying a model 3 yes you no, know, actually, you started with I'm getting rid of my S to buy a three. Now the three came out. And you're like, oh, I'm going to buy two threes. And then when the three actually was saying they were going to come out, oh no, I'm not buying a three at all because it's not the car I wanted. It's too expensive. And now I want a three. And now I want a three for my son. And then I will now I want a three. And I'm going to get rid of my S. And then like, no, you know what? I think I'll keep my S until I can get a Y. What is wrong with you? I want a Y.
2: I've been very <laughs> consistent. I've wanted a Y since. Before there was a why Why? (sighs) Thomas (laughs) Do you want to get in trouble? Yeah Let's talk about autopilot Oh please, this will be fun So a couple of people have been really mad at us at saying Why do you keep whining about the lack of smoothness of autopilot That software is hard and give them time Why do we keep complaining about something that could potentially kill a person? And so Elon says super smooth update over a month ago, two months ago And it hasn't occurred, it hasn't occurred for me Hasn't occurred for Robert Hasn't occurred for Dave and Jess. Hasn't occurred for a lot of people. So they just pushed another little update right now. And some people... Hello? Some people are saying, this little update, and I got it, it says, fixes auto high beams and some minor issues. And some people are saying that this actually is making the car much smoother that this little
0: update is actually making the smoothness better which is awesome and this is we're excited by that and we want it to work and be smooth and and work incredibly hard but i just drove from los angeles to bend back through the mountains through all kinds yes. of things driving is a very very difficult thing you right, were in a
2: gas car and you just did normal Tom driving
0: Normal drive, but driving fast at night on roads that maybe don't have the exact same kinds of markings everywhere you go Some places I drove, there were no markings on the street for a thousand miles Not a thousand miles, for a hundred miles No marking on the thing Or if they're working on the freeways, there's no lines drawn I mean, driving in and of itself is a very difficult thing to do. So we know that trying to get a computer to do it is going to be difficult. That doesn't mean they're going to not get there, but they have not gotten there in the capacity that we would like. This
2: autopilot thing is becoming more and more controversial because... Over-promised, not smooth. Mm. Over-promised, give us $3,000, we'll give you full autonomy. That's Mm. not coming anytime soon. Huge amount of turnover in the autopilot division. Elon says it's all fine. Turnover at Tesla is less than the rest of the industry. But it seems that the autopilot division has had just a huge amount of turnover. And now people are starting to grumble and say, what's going on here? It appears to be that there is a bit of a problem over at the autopilot division. And then you throw in their autopilot hardware 2.5, which we'll get to. It's just a there's, there's controversy. There's stuff is stirring. And I just wish, and this is what I say to my critics, I just wish that Elon would just back it off a little bit and just sort of say, you know, let's talk about how smooth it is after it's been pushed out to the world. Because what really makes Elon and Tesla look bad, look silly, look not so great, when he says two or three months ago, silky smooth, and we have not seen any silky smooth. None. Cerro. Wow. Neither zero, and we are going to get in trouble for that. I want to go to the register now and talk about fully autonomous vehicles. Not that we have any right now, mm-hmm. but the German government has answered a couple of ethical questions, and it suggests that there are sort of twenty rules that fully autonomous vehicles will follow should rules. follow. Twenty rules, and I just want to talk about a few of them. First and most importantly, kill all the animals. What? Excuse me. They say that when you implement your autonomous driving, that the single most important thing is human protection as the highest priority. So, if you're in the situation where it's you or the puppies, the puppies are going to take it. If it's you or the nice new tree, the tree is going to take it. That's what they're saying. The human protection is the most important thing. But having said that, mm-hmm. that you can't then go further and say, well, young people are more important than old people. But which humans? Like human beings.
0: I know, but which ones? The ones in the cars or the ones out Uh, of the car? Exactly.
2: So then it gets a little bit more difficult, but they're making it sound like it's the person in the car. Mm. But you can't discriminate based on age and sex. And also this thing must have a black box so that after something horrible has happened that they can go back and take a look and see what happens. And ultimately they say this, the human, Mm -hmm. even in a fully autonomous car, is ultimately in charge, trying to get to the point where just because your car is fully autonomous doesn't mean you can get hammered and hop in your car. And I wonder, actually, how long that will be true for, because I believe that the fully autonomous systems, once they're fully autonomous, the burden will go to the manufacturer, not to the person in the car.
0: It can only be true as long as there's a steering wheel in the car. Once Once they
2: take that out, of course,
0: the human is no longer in charge. Once that's gone, how am I to be liable for that? That's like blaming me for riding a roller coaster and it flies off the track and they're like, why were you in it? This is a really interesting article
2: and as Tom is pointing out, at some point there will be a crossover. Yeah. Like an SUV. At some point you've got your Tesla, they turn on full autonomy whenever the heck that happens, but they'll still be saying, but you should still be engaged with the driving. And then at some point after that they basically take the steering wheel and like we got this we're
0: done. Then of course you're out of the you're out of the loop. But there's also going to be this curve where you're in if I'm in full autonomy and I'm driving across the country and I haven't touched the steering wheel in 5 hours, I'm out. Like how Am I responsible for what that car is doing at that point? Well, they're going to say that. Because remember
2: that basically is my understanding is that level four basically says fully autonomous car can drive you 99% of the time except when it can't. Then I'll need you to help me out. That's level four. Yeah. Level five is under all circumstances at all times the car can do it. You don't need a steering wheel. And I think that Tesla was talking about level four. But it does bring up this issue where, of course, I'm going to fall asleep. For the first 3,000 miles, it didn't need me. I'm going to be asleep.
0: And, we, and then it goes,
2: "Oh my god, there's no lines and there's uh, wind and water take over." I'm like, "But I'm really sleepy right now."
0: Yeah. Is there going to be is there going to be a curve in the middle there like a 4.1, a 4.2, a 4.3, a 4.4, a 4.5, right? Are they going to is there going to be this sliding scale in there? And the other interesting thing about this article and we kind of touched on it a little bit is it it can't discriminate based on age, sex, any of those things, and it has to protect the human But again, which human? So if it's the car v. pedestrian, if the car has the option to A, hit a pedestrian, or B, drive into a wall, right? Which human is it going to protect? Is it going to make that decision? Because at that point, the human in the car is surrounded by safety features, right? So if it drives into a wall, chances are that human is going to be okay. Not so much for the pedestrian on the street,
2: Oh, the ethical questions are so large. Very exciting what if you to think a, what about. What if you had a toggle switch? We've uh, talked about okay. this before. You go to your Tesla and your toggle switch is mm-hmm. uh, kill everybody, keep me safe, <laughs> versus uh, make some ethical decisions for
0: me. Right. I'm, I'm going to choose kill everybody. <laughs> oh, wow. that is. I want to live, Tom. I want to live. really, really nice. I mean, maybe there's even... A situation where you're, you know, you pay a little extra insurance premium to toggle the switch. I don't know. That's that's craziness. What if there was a five thousand dollar option? Kill everything. This is, keep well, me safe. This is why you're not on any of these ethics panels. I don't but know what I ethics is. I feel like these ethics panels, these conversations would be very, very exciting. One of my favorite courses in a university. In college, as it were, was a medical ethics class.
2: Ethics is interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Let's talk about superchargers. Hey, Rob. Rob, want to give us an update? Go. This week's supercharger update includes a long list, partially because we recorded the last show a few days before the solar eclipse, which, of course, happened right when we were supposed to be recording the show. So I'm going to give you 11 days' worth of supercharger updates starting with newly opened superchargers, total of eight. Six in the United States, one in Taiwan, and one in Spain. Superchargers beginning construction, we have eight. Five in the United States, one in Spain, one in the Czech Republic, and one in Canada, specifically right near Quebec, which is got a cluster of superchargers around it. This one is sort of in the eastern suburbs. It turns out, when I looked at the map, that I was literally one supercharger away just two days ago when I went up to Mount Washington. We uh, tooled around North Conway, New Hampshire, and then I've always wanted to go to the top of Mount Washington, only though disappointed that I didn't take the Tesla up there because I didn't drive cross-country this year. But I do have a sticker that says, This car climbed Mount Washington, which is a very highly sought-after sticker, at least on the East Coast. Haven't seen many on the West Coast. Back to my trip. We coursed all through New Hampshire, past three of New Hampshire's four superchargers. First, we were by Seabrook on our way up to Maine. Then on our way over right near North Conway, we saw the Lincoln, New Hampshire supercharger with six dolls. And then on the way back around, as we looped back down towards Boston, we passed the Hooksit New Hampshire supercharger, such a beautiful country. Totally uh, encourage you to visit if you can. So going back to uh, superchargers, there were five more superchargers that entered the permit stage, three in the United States and two in Norway. So Mel, I expect your anxiety level might be a little bit diminished today since we've got 14 superchargers uh, slated or planned or open in the United States alone though Australia didn't make any this week. All right, that's it for Supercharger update.
2: All right, so Superchargers, not enough of them. I don't use them. I'm going to get criticized because I keep saying I don't use them. (laughs) I actually do use them every now and then. I use them appropriately, and yet I'll still be criticized because I am concerned about the Supercharger network. Right, he's concerned
0: for other people. His His wife just used the Supercharger. So again, we're just talking about how it makes us feel. In our bits. And because how you feel about it, is an influencer on how you purchase a vehicle potentially
2: Yes, yeah, so let's talk about SpaceX So a lot went on with SpaceX this week And oh it's my da- it is getting to the point of boringness Is it? It's getting a little bit boring Because six months ago we would have been wetting ourselves about this And now it's like, yep, they did it again yeah. Pretty cool And Elon has said this many times I want this to be so routine that you don't care that it's boring That means we have achieved Yeah And I believe they're getting that point If it blows up now, I'll be shocked and stunned Because now I'm just like... Huh, they land this thing all the time.
0: I mean, it will. There will be another failure at launch at some point. It's just inevitable. Falcon rockets, Heavy rockets fail. Yeah, potentially Falcon Heavy. Potentially landing three Falcon Heavy stage ones all at the same time will be fascinating. So this one went out of Vandenberg. It had a Taiwanese satellite on it. It went up through the fog. They had a little bit of a cutout of the camera right as it was landing on the drone ship. As they often do. But it nailed the landing. Thank you. There was applause. Yay! There was separation. The whole process was like 11 minutes. So this, this satellite's in some sort of polar orbit, which is why it went over Vandenberg. And in this article, I learned apparently you cannot launch a rocket and send it Across America, right? So that's why Vandenberg right. in Florida, they send and it, it goes away. out, they send it out to the ocean in case something bad happens. It doesn't land in your cornfield in Iowa with the liquid fuels. Everywhere. The
2: only uh, rocket company that's allowed to fire rockets across America <laughs> is North Korea. Yeah. Too soon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, SpaceX yeah. has revealed their spacesuit via Elon's Instagram feed, he dropped just the other day a picture of the SpaceX suit. That's the space suit that they've been working on the design for, which is, I have to say, probably something that belongs in a James Bond movie. It is so cool looking. And in fact, Elon says, quote, First picture of SpaceX space suit. More in days to follow worth noting that this actually works not a mock up already tested to double vacuum pressure was incredibly hard to balance aesthetics and function easy to do either separately and when i look at it it's just so nice looking there's not a lot of ports and seams and you know it's not busy at all it looks very slick and so does the helmet it seems like it's attached to the body with some sort of a rubber connector. It's not that accordion-looking thing that we are used to seeing in other spacesuits. And the helmet itself looks like something out of a Hollywood movie. I swear to God, I think that's Elon. In the picture, there's like a porthole to his side. It's got like stars. This is like kind of makes me almost chuckle a bit. It's pretty staged, but uh, we'll be able to put the link or, or you can look it up on Instagram. We'll try and get it out to you. It's worth worth taking a moment to look at and have a bit of a chuckle.
2: And so, Elon went on the Instagram and posted what is a pretty cool looking spacesuit.
0: Is it funnier than a spacesuit? What was the joke? We used to have this running thing with us, the two of us. It's we would say that's as funny as a spacesuit.
2: Now that's. Uh, Not funny at all, unless you know where that's derived from. And it was from my little brother when Uh he was like five. My bigger brother used to say, that's about as funny as a fart in a spacesuit, which, you know, (laughs) that is not funny at all. But my little brother didn't get the fart part, so he just said... That's as funny as a (laughs) spacer. Have you all got that now? So if that ever comes up in the future, you'll know the derivation. Yes. Let's talk about Hyperloop and the Boring Company. So the Boring Company, this is from Electric, last month presented to the Hawthorne City Council. Hawthorne is where SpaceX is. It's down near LAX here in uh, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And they asked them, can we dig some holes under the ground? Yeah. And the council's like, on a four-to-one basis, they said, sure, you can do a two-mile underground test track. Two mile. It's going to be at a depth of 44 feet. They said there's going to be no disturbance at ground level. They promised to try and not, you know, break any gas lines or anything important. They promised to
0: try? They promised to try. Do they not know, like, the dig alert phone number to find out where the gas lines are? I mean, 44 feet's pretty deep. Pretty deep. Pretty deep. There shouldn't be any gas lines or anything there.
2: They're going to use uh, Godot, the uh, boring uh, company machine that they have. They're going Mm -hmm. to try and improve it and make it go faster. They're going to install and test some electric skates. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, Elon hopes to connect LAX to Culver City. And just last night, ladies and gentlemen, boys and the girls, Mm -hmm. Elon tweets a picture. Of a Model S in a giant hole in Hawthorne.
0: So they made the tunnel
2: big enough to hold the Model S. So if you look at this picture on the Instagram that is
0: uh, the Tesla's... It's Elon's Instagram.
2: It's Elon's Instagram. There's not much room... Around that S Correct There's a big hole There's an S in it And it goes almost All the way to Mm -hmm. the sides
0: And if it's round This is what I'm seeing Like Furious 10 Fast and Furious 10 Yes You're in these tunnel systems They're completely perfectly round and you're able to drive your model s so fast you can do the whoosh Whoosh, where you're like driving on the ceiling you're definitely going to see stuff like that so i don't know again if this means that they're going to build these tunnels and they're going to have the sled system which you talked about if you're going to have control of the car because my concern is this this tunnel is just wide enough for one car it's gonna be hard to pass Somebody's right. slow Hard to you, pass to really or if you bad. get into a, uh, an accident or something happens and an emergency vehicle needs to get through there Like okay. there's no room for that to happen So, you know, when we build our subway tunnels, we have to have these secondary tunnels, escape plans, all kinds of things available It does raise lots of questions Now, he did follow up and say,
2: yes, this is for a skate You can't drive in this tunnel at 124 miles an hour, it's not going to happen There will have to be a skate But things will go wrong Things always go wrong. So what is the plan for when the skate goes crashy-crash, Tom's there bleeding, how do we get the paramedics to Tom? So there's going to have to be some system to either come across the top. Uh, What if there's 50 of these that have crashed at 125 miles an hour? What is going to be the system by which we get them? Here on the LA freeways, for example, Mm -hmm. it used to be that you had to have a lane to the left Mm -hmm. so that the vehicles, the uh, ambulance and stuff could come and get you if there was a break. Then they sort of changed some rules and they could do it all the way across. And the way they got away with that is that you could go past where the accident is, cut off the freeway and drove backwards down the freeway if you're in your ambulance and in your cop car. Nice. Is that how they're going to do it here? Are they going to say, okay, there's a, there's a big crash, mm-hmm. we can't get to them, we just turn off the Hyperloop and we drive up the other way with our ambulance to go and help the people out?
0: Well, what is it a Tesla ambulance? Because, oh, it's fast. Or is it a regular ambulance? Because I don't know that a regular ambulance is fitting in that hole. That is true. It's going to have to be a special Tesla ambulance on a skate going the other way. Yeah. So, this does
2: raise a lot of questions from a medical point of view, from an EMS point of view. Things will break. People will get busted up. How are right. they going to get to them in this little tunnel? This tunnel
0: is not big. Right. That's why I feel the skate thing makes the most sense. But is that super expensive? Is that super practical for a lot of cars? That's a lot of skates. Is it going to be more like a people mover situation where it's one continuous belt? That's pretty big.
2: And also they're going to have to, if there's a, this is a vacuum, if this is a Hyperloop situation, they're going to have to be able to bust the vacuum pretty quickly because Tom now has got blood all over him. He's got his arm broken. His head's bashed up. The
0: car is broken. Uh, He needs some oxygen It can't be a vacuum Because the car itself Is not vacuum tight Right So they couldn't Seal it off Right So that's not possible So this is not
2: a vacuum In this situation But I guess Hyperloop Train would be in a vacuum This one is just Going to go fast
0: Right And it's not going to Have any traffic And again Like it's not even Necessarily that you're Going to get into an accident Because let's say It's on autopilot And autopilot It works really well In the boring company tunnels Because there's really Nowhere for it to go So straight line For the most part But You know, what if you have an event where you have a heart attack or something like that happens? Things happen in cars.
2: Yeah, I don't actually... You know, there's been a lot of discussion about this Hyperloop thing um, in terms of putting cars in single skates. Not a great idea. It's pretty inefficient. What we need is mass transport. We need Hyperloop. We need trains. Just putting one car down there, even if it's going at 124 miles an hour, unless you build a massive number of these tunnels... Doesn't really help congestion very much And you know the only people are going to be able to use this Initially are the rich people They're well, going to say Well if you want to get from Culver City to LAX in five minutes Give us 20 bucks And you can drive in our skate yeah. skate
0: Well but his whole plan right Is to make it much faster And much cheaper to drill these holes That's the only reason we don't have Any of this now And you know we talk about Is like oh he's drilling holes for S's And he's doing all this stuff But in the long run If he can just do bigger holes faster Quicker cheaper then we're going to have the ability for this city to have much more mass transit much more subway in the long run i don't see him you know we've seen the the photos and the and the schematics of like hundreds of tunnels crisscrossing so maybe everybody has their own private tunnel and none of this is a problem and it's like hey tom welcome to your tunnel like this is awesome good for you cool my (laughs) own tunnel (laughs) i mean i only needed to go to like a Couple of A like, couple of places, a couple of restaurants. So you know, Mine's only going to be
2: about a tenth of a mile long.
0: Yeah, yours doesn't, you actually don't need a tunnel. It just at goes
2: all. in a circle yeah. underneath my head. And house. you're going to
0: want to walk in your tunnel, which is just going to be awkward.
2: It's very strange. Hey, let's talk about the the Hyperloop. The what? The SpaceX's Hyperloop <laughs> test pod competition. Okay. So over the weekend, since we're talking about holes and we're talking about Hyperloops. So over just, this
0: weekend? This weekend. The one that
2: just weekended. The one that just weekended. Okay. Um, there was a little competition titian. Uh, at the uh, Hyperloop It was so it's a point part two Part two So I think this was the finals So they got you know all of these people to come in And uh, let's see how fast you can go yeah. in, in the little pi- Hyperloop test. test track It's mm-hmm. only .8 miles long And they got a winner, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Some group called WAR Which is an acronym for something in German That I can't possibly pronounce With two R's Well, the German group won They got their little puppy up to over 200 miles an hour 324 kilometers an hour Which is pretty amazing Over such a short
0: period of time Oh my goodness That's so fast And they were able to stop it Oh no bef- they only did it once Before it hit the end <laughs> Even faster So there's a video of this I don't know if you happen to see, the, see the video I did not see the video There's a video of this thing And it is hauling pod <laughs> through <laughs> this through this tube, and then it's just like, it puts on the brakes. It's a little shaky, but it's really cool. Their lights are going past you as fast as they possibly can. It's pretty amazing.
2: Pretty cool. And then uh, Elon followed up and said, you know, it should be possible to do hyperspace in this thing. Basically, he said, we should be able to do 800 no, miles an hour. he didn't
0: actually use he the didn't. word hyperspace. He
2: said very fast. We should be able to do over 800 miles an hour once we get this all working. And a lot of people said, uh... How do you stop this thing? It's like, well, not in 0.8 miles. Don't be silly. No. When you have humans in it, you're going to have to accelerate more slowly than that so mm-hmm. that you don't spill your drinks, I believe was his exact term. You could term. use Mr.
0: Incredible, like on the front of the pods to just yeah. like slow down every pod. He'd just be Mr. Incredible. That's He's the braking system. This is I'm just really fascinated by the point. The interesting company. thing about all of this Hyperloop talk is that we have really not been discussing this for very long, me and you, yes. on this show. That's right. Elon You know, put his white paper out, what's it been, three years, four years, not not very long. And we've got a company in the middle of the desert who's got nine or ten international conglomerate partners, have built a massive full-size Hyperloop, have built full-size pods, have tested them. We got uh, little tiny groups from Germany able to go like 200 miles an hour on an eighth of a mile tube. This technology is progressing so quickly that what comes to market first, Hyperloop package transport or electric semis? Like, which one is going to be the answer? Because I would like to see mini Hyperloops to everyone's house where, like, I order something on Amazon. And then phoo, it just pops up in one of those vacuum tubes in my living room. That would be awesome.
2: There's an idea. Shrink this thing down. We're looking at this completely wrong. Oh, my gosh, Tom, you're a genius. The boring
0: holes are way too big. Shrink them down.
2: I just need enough room for some ink.
0: Right. Make yeah. it like six
2: inches So uh,
0: Imagine like a. 24 inch wide hyperloop, like robotic drilling machines running all over the place. They get to your house, they're like pink, and then all of a sudden the first thing that happens is just, Whoosh! and they shoot the the opening, the little thing, and it automatically installs itself, or a couple of nano robots come in. And there it is. You order some from Amazon Fresh and you're sitting there, you're cooking dinner, and you're like, I need an onion. Whoosh! Onion. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> or instead of knocking on your neighbor's door, do you have a cup of sugar? Bam! Like a cup of sugar pops up into your little tube. This is genius. Thanks. You've cracked it, Tom. <laughs> this is how Even Bezos and Elon become what? They one. become what? Elon.
2: Elon Pusk. Hey, uh, a little paperying here. Neuralink, uh, just want you to know that Elon is still working on AI. Very yeah. concerned about it. And there was a little report here that said that um, they're doing a round of funding and uh, they've got $27 million and this could go up to $100 million. But Elon then sort of tweeted out everybody settle down. We're not getting any funding. We've got 12 people that are helping us with this initial round of funding, which is basically how do we get AI into your brain really fast? Yeah. I don't need any money, and there's not a sort of a round of funding going on out there, so everybody just calm the heck down.
0: Yeah. Neuralink. Oh, boy.
2: I don't want can a Neuralink. Can link. you get that through your little your new uh, micro uh, Hyperloop?
0: I don't. Do you need yeah, it? You're like
2: this. Need Neuralink. Boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe all of a sudden what happens is like the first thing you order they're like check box Like you just hit an agree box You know there's agree box that comes mm-hmm. up And you just You don't even read it You're just agree And all of a sudden They're like stick your head in the loop And you stick your head in the In oh, the, in the whole thing And then it's just like Boom neural link Amazon neural link Oh it could be like one of those Amazon easy buttons
2: Yeah right on your head
0: like Where it just says smart And you push <laughs> the Like you get extra smart
2: <laughs> You're doing a math test And you're like I can't get it And you push the Amazon smart That just came through the loop. Right I got it I like it. Fantastic. Hey, uh let's talk about electric ships. We're such idiots. This is from electric <laughs> and you know, we've been fascinated by all things electric, and it turns out that those transoceanic steam engine things, diesel steam engines. Steam <laughs> engines. Okay, Phineas they are Ferg. Very, very dirty. In fact, there's like twelve of these things that supposedly put out as much particulate pollution as every car in the world put together.
0: That's bad, right?
2: And that's that's not good So we've been wondering about whether you could electrify these things Well, the Swedes have been doing some stuff with ferries
0: Of they've, course they they've have got And not the little winged ferries, not the Tinker
2: not bells, Not ferries, but ferries that sort of move people around on the oceans Ferrying around So they've got two of these massive ferries And this is just how big they are oh, please They carry, and this is a short route, 2.5 miles, right? Uh-huh. 7.4 million people a year the weight of these ferries is 8,400 tons. They're 780 feet long. They are gigantic. They are changing them from diesel to electric because it's going to save them so much money. Mm-hmm. They are going to have four megawatt hours of battery packs in them. Four megawatt hours. Four
0: Megawatt, not the K. So we're not talking. Not the K's. K. So we're going to confuse people even more. So we talk about KWs and we talk about KWHs, but now we've moved up to MWHs.
2: Megawatt hours. So it used 646.5 kilowatt hour packs. And to put this in perspective, if you had one of these in your Model S, you could go 21,000 miles on a charge. You would like that. You could almost drive around the entire world <laughs> at one charge. You just need one supercharger in the middle of the earth.
0: 6.5-megawatt-hour packs. I think those are Leafs. <laughs> I hope they're not getting them from Nissan because that is going to degrade. They have a
2: robot-charging arm. And, uh, ladies and do. gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. But that's for a 2.5-mile sort of round-trip kind of thing. It right. does bring up the question again, how big would the battery pack have to be for a transoceanic EV ship that's carrying Model S's across from, say, Japan to uh,
0: somewhere else? So it would need to be big, although imagine a future. So you have, let's say, 2,000 cargo containers. Let's imagine. Maybe that. 500 of them or 250 of them are battery packs. Okay. And then on top of all the, Those are the last 250 to go on the ship They go on the whole top And the whole top of them are also covered In solar panels on top of it
2: I like where you're going Right.
0: And so that's a potential I don't know if that's enough Honestly I haven't sat around and done the cargo container mathematics But maybe we're not even talking About lithium ion batteries Maybe we had that one company That was doing the liquid fuel cell Battery thing back and forth And all you really need to do is have a big container for that fuel and maybe even the motion of the ocean like the motion of the ocean can be garnered to charge some batteries as the thing is moving once you start to put your mind towards it being possible then i think all things are possible that made that was the stupidest thing i've ever (laughs) said on this show i hope it gets cut but i can almost guarantee you that all of you just heard me say that
2: the point being, these big ships very polluting. When will they be electrified? Love to do some math. Somebody is out there. Somebody out there who's very smart on the Talking Tesla Nation. Do some math, please, and tell us how big the battery pack is. Because if I do it, I'm going to screw it up by probably an
0: order of magnitudes. Thank you. But, but the math is out there, right? Because they know how much energy it takes. Yes. They know how much horsepower. We they know, know how, much how energy long. Energy density. It's like, just math. It can all be mathematically worked out, and they could say it's. 29 megawatt hours or 250 megawatt hours. They and say
2: you need a super tanker to drag another super tanker worth of batteries. I want to know if that's how or bad you it need would to be. put
0: an eye of Sauron on the middle of each one of these cargo containers, and then all of the top things are mirrors that are focused like again. Molten salt Well, Wow you're
2: really Thinking outside the box You could
0: do Multiple things On one ship
2: uh, Let's talk about subsidies Before we do letters Elon likes to talk about subsidies Because people have been saying That Elon And Tesla have been using lots of tax dollars, and that's Mm -hmm. where all their profit comes from because of all these stupid subsidies. And Elon says, no, no, that's not true. I would like you to get rid of all subsidies, but get rid of them all. Get rid of the subsidies for the fossil fuel industry as well, and let's have a level playing field.
0: And he says it over and over and over again. At some point, we'll believe him. So the
2: Guardian here has a report on an academic study that looked at how big is the fossil fuel industry's subsidies. Mm -hmm. And it's a fairly complicated academic paper because the way you look at subsidies is in lots of different ways. But in the end, they believe that there is about $5 trillion a year in fossil fuel
0: subsidies. These run the gamut from Petro... Countries making gasoline really cheap available for their citizens, right? Because it's sort of a benefit to living in a country with a lot of uh, petrol underneath it. To what we have in the states, which are tax credits to companies, carb credits, all kinds of things like that.
2: They don't, you know, tax the pollution. They let them get land for free. There's like there's yeah. just a whole list of ways you can do this. So when somebody tells you uh, that Tesla is the only reason that it, it's successful is because of all this stuff. And you're like, no, let's just get rid of all these subsidies. Let's just get rid of them all for electric cars, but for all fossil fuels, and then have a level playing field. Thank you very much. Like, what do you think our
0: gas would cost?
2: Uh, there's been some articles saying that the cost of gas, if you really accounted the cost of the pollution and stuff, would be between 25 and 100% higher than it is now.
0: Because if you consider right now, when you buy gas in California, you're paying a state tax, and that money's supposed to go towards road maintenance and upkeep and building, right? Which is, you know, cars, gas, roads, that sort of go together. But what we're not paying is a fee to fix people with asthma who live close to freeways, all of that pollution, even the pollution that lands on my solar panels, there's a cost. To that, in reduced efficiency of solar panels.
2: So the health costs are just, uh, they're stunning. They're overwhelming. Right now, Houston is just being destroyed by rain. Now, you shouldn't extrapolate this a storm that hits Houston is exactly because of global warming. But we do know, so in any individual storm, you can't subscribe it to global warming. But we know through modelling that this is exactly what's going to happen, that you're going to have more storms that are going to be bigger, they're going to drop more water, and so this is the kind of storm you can expect more of so these storms that used to be 100 year events are becoming all the time 500 year events like this houston one are going to be increasingly frequent and so if you start to add in that kind of cost and then the rising of the oceans and having to move everybody the subsidies to the oil and gas industry goes into the tens to hundreds of trillions of dollars we got to clean this place up it's a mess tom i'll
0: get my broom let's do letters. Well, our first letter is from Jonathan Schnordenfaden. Nope. You didn't get that one. I believe it's, it's, it's probably Jonathan Söderström.
2: Ah, very good. Now, he says, we were talking about
0: trailer hitches,
2: and the only EV available that has a legal trailer hitch in Sweden is the Model X. The Model S doesn't even have the kind of trailer hitch you need to pull things without doing an aftermarket cutting of things. And we talked about it actually last week. And he said this is a problem because in Sweden they pull a lot of things around because they don't have big SUVs. They take their cars and they hitch it up. And he's like, please, can we get one of these on the Model 3? That would be great.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really awesome. I'd be curious... What its power and ability to pull stuff is, again, in Sweden on the Model S, you can put a bike mount, you know, you can put a square hitch on it, but it really is only uh, legal for a, like, bicycle rack and the Model X if you want to pull around your garbage or whatever else you got.
2: He also reminds us that, uh, yeah, electric uh, mowers and chainsaws and brush cutters are all good because lawnmowers and stuff run with two strokes are dirty, so get them.
0: And he recommends the 36-volt. He has a 36-volt Bosch battery-driven lawnmower, and he thinks it's a much better system, and it is a system because you can use that same battery in your chainsaw or all your other tools. Instead of the 18 volt one So, Jonathan, thank you very much
2: And I've talked about how I want to get the guy That cuts my lawn An electric mower and say, hey Just uh, use my electric mower What are you waiting for? Uh, Somewhere to put the
0: damn thing Oh, put it in his truck Just give him one? Yes and then he can not. use it more. So we'll see. That'd be super you can, nice, And then you can me? then you can ask him what it takes to you know. I mean, that's many a t- great
2: Christmas present. Let me get him an electric motor and say whenever you're at my house, you can use it. But you can use it at everybody else's house as well. And
0: if he comes to your and I don't know, that's and, he, great and he needs to have a way, you know, a couple extra batteries to charge it. My guess is that would be amazing for him.
2: That is a pretty good idea. Thanks, man. Wow, you're good at this,
0: Eric Milligan says,
2: just a reminder to Robert, because he was talking about some issues with his wall connector, that you can daisy-chain Tesla chargers. Now, this is very important. So if you've got, like hopefully in the future, we're all going to have this problem where you've got three electric cars at your house because it's you and the wife and the kids have all got electric cars. Mm-hmm. You can take your Tesla charger and mm-hmm. Daisy change it to another Tesla charger. And mm-hmm. it's got smart internal electrics that says, oh, give uh, this car lots of energy and this one not so much. And when this one's finished, move more over here. So this is a way you can have multiple chargers.
0: If you have Tesla chargers. And I'm not, I don't remember. Right. Robert's not here. We can ask him, hey, Robert, Yes, he's not here, no, so he can't answer. Him. I don't know that he has a Tesla charger in his garage. Like, I don't have a Tesla charger in my yeah, garage. he says
2: he has a Tesla charger in his garage in a box.
0: He says it's a, it's a Tesla, Tesla charger, charger in a that box. That he never hooked up. So, because he uses just the regular plug, plug which yes. is what I have attached to my house, but I plug the charger into it. I would love this because I think... I would like to be able to charge two You're cars at once moving have a couple of electric cars forward. I understand that, yeah. That's
2: exciting. I, I have two chargers in my house. I have a Tesla charger, and mm-hmm. I have my old RJ17777777777. Mm. Mm. Yes, I do. Mm. Daniel Max Berman says, you know, Top Gear did a review of the Roadster back in the day. Tesla sued them because they said, it's a stupid car, we don't like it. <laughs> and they lost Since then, though, they've done reviews of the Model S and have been quite impressed. Love it. So that's just a bit of history there. Frank Capizzo, mate, links and complaints. Why don't I read about links and complaints? He says, do not stop complaining. I like this. Wait. He says, don't stop complaining because you're keeping it real. Don't be a fanboy. You guys are good. So don't stop talking about the falcon wing doors. It's important, and congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you. and Thank did you, he Franco.
0: And Franco, I believe he's the one who forwarded us the Electric Boat Ferry article. If he wasn't, he did send it here, and he wanted us to say electric boat toot toot. I don't know why he wanted us to say that. But toot toot. There you go. John Erickson
2: has a little thing here, and he says also congratulations on 100 episodes. 100. He is worried about superchargers, so I'm not the only one. No, what? Because he just went to a supercharger station. It was pretty full- In a place where it was never for before, and he's a bit concerned that when Model 3 is all over the place, supercharged will be a problem. He also noted this, that even now people don't know about this 1A, 1B thing.
0: Yeah, this was interesting.
2: And so he made this really interesting suggestion. Since people don't realize that 1A and 1B and 2A and 2B are basically on the same circuit, and if you plug in right next to somebody, Mm -hmm. uh, that'll slow down your rate of charge. And if somebody's on a 1, you should go over to a 2 or a 3. Yeah. He said the NAV system could easily integrate this. So you're pulling up to charge mm-hmm. and you're a Model 3 newbie and you've got like three spots open. Have the NAV tell you, hey, Mel, go to 3A. That's going to get you your best charge. Yeah. Because these people wouldn't know that. And i got to tell you, it was pretty long into my Tesla ownership I didn't know it, and there was a guy at the charging station that says, why are you plugging next to me? I'm like, I thought I'd just say hi and plug next to like, get away from me.
0: Imagine a situation in which you're driving your Model 3, S, or X. It knows what your destination is, and yes. you're low. You've got 10%, 20%, whatever whatever that Tesla deems low. And another car is also coming to the supercharger, but they're at 60 or 70%. And it holds a supercharger spot for you, right? So you, this guy pulls up. There's seven stalls. That means mm-hmm. there's, there's eight stalls total. Seven are taken. There's one left. It knows that there's two Teslas five minutes out that are going to arrive, and maybe it holds that spot for you. And you start to queue up before you even get there. That How would, would they be, hold it, though? First off, you just they would say to that person, hey, there's a car coming that needs this supercharger more acutely than you do.
2: All things are possible with big data and apps and communication.
0: But imagine, so we get into situations where you're in a supercharger queue. What if you started to queue up even before you got to the supercharger? Like the supercharger knew you were coming in or it was a big event and Tesla was able to bring more energy so all of the superchargers could charge faster. That would be great if they could software protect them. So I think this is a really good idea. But what he's saying is, so you look on your thing, you see the number of stalls, which... Is still on my software. I know we've had some conversations in the last week or so where there was an update where you didn't see the number of available stalls on the software. Some people weren't seeing it anymore hmm. and it needed to get turned back on. I can still see it, but imagine you're pulling up and it's four to six and it's like, please go to stall 4B. That's your stall You're going to get the fastest rate of charge At that particular stall that for will be,
2: It's a great idea I really like it What else we got here? we got Frank Auer says uh, Look, please stop it uh, Despacito is not by Justin Bieber That's no. another song
0: No, it's the same song Justin B. okay Alright, let me try to explain try this
2: Please explain This is really important for Talking Tesla Nation That we There's get this correct There's a gentleman
0: named Luis Fonsi Who wrote Despacito It's a Spanish song. It's 100% in Spanish. Yes. Justin Bieber did an English version remake of it that features Luis Fonsi and the other gentleman, Big Daddy Yankee. I don't know if it's Big Daddy Yankee, but Daddy Yankee, the rapper in that song. And so the song was written by Luis Fonsi and made very, very super popular in English by Justin Bieber. That is the end of of that I hope you're right It's not
2: I believe that Despacito was the first time that a Spanish language song reached
0: number one in the United States I believe The original version, the Bieber version I don't know now, I didn't know that Bieber did the same thing It's the same tune, but with the English version and the video, like, oh, they're both in both songs It's a remix, it's an English week remix This in
2: Justin Bieber By the <laughs> way, do you
0: like Taylor Swift's new song or not? The video I watched the video last night on the VMAs. It was interesting. It had a funny ending. That's very controversial. I'm a big uh, Swifty. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Max, <laughs> There's Max. just no doubt about that in my mind. Oh, that's so sad.
2: I still have the musical taste of a 13-year-old girl. That, uh, that has not changed.
0: As do I, but also the musical taste of a 49-year-old man as well. Max Hedron, which really makes me think it's Max Hedron, but <laughs> still says,
2: uh, look... When you've got a residual value of 71%, as we've just talked about, yes. you can get your lease payment down on a Model 3 to around $460 a month, which is still fairly expensive, but pretty good when it comes to a entry-level luxury, with, luxury car.
0: With 5K down. Don't forget that part of it.
2: And he says, why would you buy at that point? And this is the eternal question. So. Leasing is great when you can have a good residual value, so you're paying off sort of less of the delta. You buy the car for fifty and it's gonna be worth forty at the end, that's cool. You're only paying off the sort of the ten, so you have a low monthly payment. So mm-hmm. that's good. My reason for perhaps buying, or at least consider this when buying, is getting out mm-hmm. of leases is very hard. Getting out of Tesla leases is incredibly difficult. They don't want you to get out of it. They make it so bad. So if you want to flip the car, say, in two years, let's say the Model Y magically comes out in two years, and you're like, dang, that's the car I I want to get rid of this Model 3 and get a Model Y, you're pretty much screwed. So the reason to buy a Model 3 right now is if you think you're going to flip it in a few years. And the reason you might want to flip it in a few years is because of the residual value being so good and as Thomas suggested might be so good in the next year or so right. That you could basically sell it and not lose very much money at all That's the reason to buy
0: I think Right I'm not sure that the math is completely right in this particular case because if you add up $5,000 down at 460 a month for three years of lease Your full three-year cost of ownership is 21560 in that particular model if you got a first production, forty-nine, you added autopilot, another yes. five, yes. the premium, all the other stuff that you have to do, we've already discussed that's like a fifty-nine thousand yep. dollar car plus tax. This makes it you would pay about a third of that cost during the lease as mm-hmm. opposed to three years in you might pay a little more, but you might be able to get most of that money back initially. So there is there's probably a little nuance there, at least in the first year or two Maybe moving forward Leases make sense But $21,500 for transportation Over three years Pretty expensive
2: Pretty expensive And let me just go to the Tesla site And look up what the lease deal is Oh, that's right There is no information about this On currently. the Model 3? On the Model 3 yeah, Nothing, no, unfortunately But again, leasing versus buying We're having this discussion And I think it's important um,
0: the, the more important thing Let me just this Solidify that The more important thing Is the technology Is becoming obsolete So quickly Yes I want a one month lease That might be the better reason
2: (laughs) I want a one month lease It is happening so fast Andy McLeod Has asked Permission To use the logo And we say Yes and I think We've sent it to And then he talks about Tons and he's pretty sure He's got it down now A US ton Is Less than a metric ton
0: Mm -hmm. Which
2: is less than An imperial ton Mm -hmm. Which is less
0: than a Ton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it doesn't say anything about the ton? No. Um, So he's going to make a shirt with our logo and that ton explanation uh, in graphical form. Uh, Thank you, Andy. I'll take an extra large. uh,
2: I'll take a medium.
0: (laughs) Madsen McGrath. We need to start discussing these issues, Madsen says, or, or Madison, I think. Actually, if it's written down here properly, it's Madison McGrath.
2: It's a very long and involved uh, email about autopilot,
0: yeah. self-driving, right? our criticisms of autopilot. The promises Elon's made about autopilot, the fact that people have paid upfront for autopilot in potentially a three-year lease. Now, I just looked uh, while we were doing the show, and full self-driving is still under a year old. As far as being able to pay that additional $3,000. Right. It was so,
2: October last year. That something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So late, yeah, late 2015. So there is a possibility. Again, somebody like yourself, you paid for that, not in a leased vehicle, but if you had a three year lease, you've spent one third of your lease is now over. Yes. Is, it is. Tesla going to be refunding those $3,000 to these lessors, lessees? I don't know. One of them. Uh, if autopilot full driving is not available by the time their lease is up?
2: So, I'm going to see, I think, zero full self-driving capability by the time my lease is up. And I will be a little miffed that I paid 3000 bucks for something that I never got to use. And this is just a really great email which goes over all of those issues. Like, Tesla's made a mistake here, mm-hmm. perhaps because they thought they could push this out faster than yeah. they could. But it's a problem When you pay $3,000 for a thing that you don't even get to use in a three-year lease, what are they going to do?
0: And there's been internal machinations at Tesla.
2: Apparently, engineers being pissed, saying, what are you doing?
0: We're not ready. Lead engineers saying, hey, this is much more difficult than you think. You're overpromising. You've had people leave. Other people come and also leave in that time frame. So, again, I don't think it's a problem For Elon to want to try to drive his people, but when there's real people's money on the line, that's where I come and have issues.
2: And that's why I say to people right now for the Model 3, if you're lucky enough to configure soon, I think you need to really consider about do not turn on full self-driving. Just don't pay for it right now because I don't know how long that's going to take. And I would even suggest that maybe – and this is a little bit more controversial – don't turn on sort of just autonomy Yeah. because – it's still not ready for prime time. You may want to wait a year. It's a difficult situation, but Tesla has to be thinking about this stuff. They're not saying anything about it. And I wish on some of the earnings calls, some of these very difficult questions would be fired at Elon and Mr. Strobel and say, what are you going to do when people's leases start ending and they've never got to turn this thing on?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a considerable amount of money, a thousand $3,000 $3,000 over 50,000 vehicles? That's a lot of money. And what if they turn it on six months before they hand their lease
2: in? Really? I paid $3,000 and I got to use it for six months? Are they going to prorate it? What? 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 Trulio de Medio. That's pretty good. Is that pretty good? I think it's Tullio. You added an R there. Tulio de Medio. I'm a, I had to ask because I'm Australian, Matt. Uh, look, he says, get A from Melbourne, Australia.
0: Also an Australian.
2: Where, you know, I went to school in Melbourne, mate. Nice. Lived there, went to, uh, you know, high school. I consider it my home city, even though I grew up in the outback. Yeah. Um, mate, he shows us a video, mate, of a Tesla Powerwall, mate, and a solar system, <laughs> Please mate. Please stop. <laughs> and when you, when you uh, have this Powerwall, mate, it can uh, basically keep uh, the solar panels doing their solary thing when the grid goes down, mate. So the Tesla Powerwall basically fools... The solar system into thinking the grid's still up until it's all charged up.
0: And it's any solar system, not necessarily the Tesla solar system, which currently doesn't exist. And
2: I've got a couple of questions from this, mate. First of all, this makes me go, yep, I really okay. want this as battery backup in my house. Yes, you do. Why are the Australians getting it before us? It seems that there's a lot of Australians that have power walls and I don't see many in the United States. Because How dare you, it. Australians?
0: But have you ordered one? Yeah. You actually ordered
2: one. I ordered one, and I got nobody... Emailing me. So then I decided last night I'm going to go back onto the website mm-hmm. and I'm going to order it again. I want two of these puppies in my house. Okay. Well, let's see how long it takes for somebody to call me.
0: And what happened? What, Nothing what was yet. The, what was the process for you? You
2: go online, mm-hmm. you go onto Tesla Energy, you say, I want a couple of power walls. Uh, you can go in there and configure. You can say, I've got a big house and I want to be fully uh, back it up, or I've mm-hmm. got a smaller house and here's how many. And they suggest, here's how many Tesla power walls you should get. Put your email in and, and your phone number and we'll give you a call. So I've done that and I'm waiting
0: okay and you put your credit card number you yes the and whole... I've did this before
2: I gave him a thousand bucks before and I've heard nothing huh what's up with that
0: one power wall sixty two hundred dollars before installation typical installation 800 to two thousand dollars that's a lot of money still yeah
2: I just want them to come out and take a look at my house and say we can put three four here it's gonna cost you 1.8 million dollars. That's that's probably that's wrong. Not, that the math is, is not probably, it's, it's probably not, right. not right. I just
0: said how much it was, and then you you absolutely order of magnitude it out the door there.
2: Another letter here by Darren Alketi, Alcetti. and uh, he says uh, this: "You don't understand Tesla's Hardware 2.5." And actually, he wrote an article about it, and he said Tom lost his poopy. Um, because he's like, "Uh, well, though you need 2.5 hardware to do full autonomy. And he's like, I don't think that's true. In this little article, he basically says that 2.5 or 2.1 hardware is really about the Model 3 going onto the network. So there's probably enough computing power in the S and the X with 2.0 hardware to do full autonomy as suggested, although we don't know when we're going to see that. He's saying that this is really about an upgrade so that you can watch people vomit in your car Face recognition and all this other stuff, so that the Model Three gets onto this Tesla network. That's what it's really about. And you're not going to so, put your S or your X on a network because it doesn't have so there's all this enough extra bits.
0: computing power in hardware 2.0 to do all of those things. But just to be able to to understand facial recognition inside the car requires a new piece of hardware, a new computer hardware. We all know that they purchased. A less than full autonomy computer from NVIDIA initially. Like they got, NVIDIA said, Drive X requires this and this. Tesla got it without this and that <laughs> and put it in the cars. I'm not saying that it's not going to work. I'm just saying it's a little fishy. I would like more transparency and less opacity.
2: Brian Pierce sends us a note here that's from The Telegraph that says, in the Englands What? They don't have a lot of amps coming into their houses They don't use as much energy as we do here in the United States We're number one for energy burning Good for them And it's so bad that if you are charging up your electric car Which is sucking a lot of kilowatts mm-hmm. You've got to be real careful about turning on the kettle because kettles, electric kettles, and yeah. the English love a good cup of tea. I
0: mean, why wouldn't you?
2: Can blow your fuse, can <laughs> trip the circuit. So you've got to be careful about
0: your timing. I can't have my car plugged in charging at the same time I have a nice cup of English breakfast. What I don't understand about this is if you are not putting your car on its own circuit, what the hell's wrong with you? What, it's just, or is he talking about it just will overwhelm the whole, whole main the panel? Whole thing. That's sad. Be,
2: electric kettles take a lot of energy, turns out, Tom. Oh, goodness And so do microwaves So if you've got the kettle going You're mm-hmm. microwaving up a nice sandwich Why would you do that? I don't know, but you might And you're you charging might. your electric car <laughs> Could be disgusting Brian Fox uh, yeah. has got a TV show that he wrote And he's sending us a synopsis of it I can't wait he to did. take a, little, a look it's at it It's
0: really cool I it, haven't read it, did it's you read it? Sort of, yeah, I did I read Is it. Is it robots? There's no robots It's dragons it's, it's, I don't want to call it's it Nakedness No so no, it's no, not. I mean, I know what it is. I you could, I, I could just explain. It. I could explain it to you in some levels, Go on. but it's pretty interesting. It's basically about going to a local business as an energy consultant, a green energy consultant, and looking at their books, their cost, all of the things that they spend on energy, and giving them an energy makeover. Oh,
2: it sounds so it's good! A great, that is a geek show that I would such, be so
0: into. Such a great idea for a show, and he's asking whether or not we could incorporate some of that into this show, which I think we. Potentially could, could although we might be the wrong people for that. The one thing that bummed me out about the synopsis is he goes through at the very end, he talks about the host and the co-host. The co-host is a nerdy sort of science girl Uh who knows all who can answer all the questions about the energies and stuff like that. And the host is is what he writes is a fit, handsome, tall. And I was like, well, I guess I'm out.
2: Oh, these must be talking about me
0: <laughs> No, I said tall Oh, thank you
2: <laughs> Madsen McGrath has another letter
0: Yeah, letter two
2: And uh, this letter is about how green Tesla really is And so we've yeah. actually gone over this a number of times We used to say, if you've got an electric car, it's way cleaner than a gas car yeah. But. Some gas cars, like Pre for example, have become so efficient Mm -hmm. that it really starts to depend on where you get your electricity from. So, if you have got an EV and the electricity that's charging that EV is coming from the most disgusting coal burning plant, maybe it's not as clean as the Prius.
0: Right. Or the Volt, right, which gets a lot of miles, depending on, you know, again, your usage.
2: So, it does depend on where you get your electricity from. Mm -hmm. And there are actually websites where you put in your zip code and it'll tell Mm -hmm. you the energy mix and what is cleaner. A really efficient car Or an electric vehicle The one thing we haven't talked a lot about With the Model 3 Another reason to get a Model 3 over a Model S Is that this car is significantly more efficient It has a rated miles per gallon electric Of 123 to 126 Whereas the Model S is around 80 So the Model 3 is a significantly more efficient car Which again goes into the mix of Should I get an EV or should I get a Prius Model 3 very efficient car Moves it more again To the EV In California We have a lot of Renewable energy So it's almost always In favour of getting an Electric vehicle And if you have Like Tom has I have Robert has Solar panels into the mix Your car is even cleaner So we are way better having an electric car than even a really good car like a Prius.
0: Right. And if you're talking about, and Madison mentions in this article that they talk about the manufacturing of the vehicle. So, yes, it does take a fair amount of CO2 uh, emissions to manufacture any vehicle, ice or electric. And then it's sort of what happens after that. What are the emissions? And I don't know the mathematics on this, but my guess is that one even dirty power plant They're always being maintained, for the most part, running as efficiently as they can. They're burning that fuel as efficiently as they can because that's how... Corporations want to work, as opposed to the single ICE power plant under your hood, which, you know, maybe you haven't had your car tuned in a while. It might not be running as efficiently. We know that over the years, ICE cars get less and less and less miles per gallon. So there's a lot of things to factor in. Yes, Teslas are not as green as they're maybe led to believe, but... They're still greener, and they have the potential year after year after year as more renewables come online to become greener and greener, which an ice car, as we've mentioned many, many times, does not have that capability.
2: Sean Kirkwood sends us an article uh, from ABC News in Australia, mate. He called us Curly, Larry, Larry and Moe. Mo. Hmm. Which one are you? Curly. Because <laughs> I have no hair. And he said that there's a lithium mine in Western Australia which pumps out one-third of the lithium in the world. It's a big mine. You know what you should put next to that thing?
0: Gigafactory. Thank
2: you. Mm, You're welcome. And he's also got some stuff here about how the energy grid where he is is a little bit of a problem, and he's had to go to a diesel generator, and it's making him upset, and electricity in Australia is pretty expensive. and And
0: they're struggling because they can't bring more energy online. Because they're losing more and more customers to renewables. So they're in this weird circular funk, right, where they know they need a better grid. They know they need more capabilities of uh, regular traditional electrical production, but they're having less and less customers as more and more Australians go off-grid towards renewables. It's a fascinating problem. Craig from Anchorage
2: sent us a note, and I'm not sure what it was about. But I'm not a smart man. But it has something to do with being dyslexic and a physician's spouse, so he can really relate to us. So that's cool. John Grishwald. What's, Tom?
0: No, I mean, uh, we spoke about this. I don't understand what the difference is because I, I don't. Robert seems to understand a little bit more. But basically, it's the difference, the change in the Tesla Model 3 motor to a permanent magnet motor versus the induction motors of the Model 3 and Model S. He wanted us to discuss that. We have discussed it. I still don't understand it. Uh, We'll ask Robert to discuss it Even further on the next show But thank you Craig from Anchorage With a K And he was a photographer And the spouse of a physician So he appreciates all three of us John Griswold says
2: Tom, chill the hell up About the 2.5 hardware Just relax
0: I'm pretty chill, am I? Uh, Maybe I'm not
2: Uh, But he does also note that uh, he listens to the show At 1.5 speed Which a lot of people A lot of people listen to podcasts Uh at 1.5 speed. Can you imagine how stupid we stand at 1.5?
0: Let's mess with him right now. It's the end of the show. He's the last letter. We're going to talk really fast.
2: No, let's do it really slow. No, let's let's do it
0: really fast, and then he'll... He'll, he'll freak out because he's at one and a half. Although, I guess if we ended the show slowly, it would
2: sound normal.
0: Except me. for the drawn <laughs> out
2: words. But this is not sustainable, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, Robert's away. He's back next week. Oh, uh, is he? We've
0: missed him. He, we have.
2: And uh, this was Talking Tesla. It was 101. 101. And uh, we're to talk to you again soon.
0: It's like the basics.
2: What are you looking forward to this week, Tom? What's coming?
0: Anything exciting you for this every week? Every week. Every Dive week. do tap on the table. Oh, how every dead. week I wait and I wait and I wait and I log into my Tesla and I want to know the configuration of what's going on. I'm looking forward to the Model 3 design studio opening for one of us At some point soon It has to happen I'm also excited to get our invitation to the semi-event Which I know is you know coming. What? It's as gotta a, be coming As a
2: Tesla show, you know what I'm really excited about? What? The Apple event coming
0: up in two weeks <laughs> What a new phone! Oh, I want your old phone Herbert
1: up Right there Look Take a picture, John. You can! Take a picture. This is so cool. You can hear the bugs. I can see stars. It is so dark here. Although I can see light off in the horizon, it's as if it's sunset all around me, it's golden in all directions.
0: Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo
1: Incorporated, hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wilson, and Robert Rosenblum. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes and produced by C.C. Herbert and Mel Herbert.
2: To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking tesla. To find our
0: referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes.